Have you ever been through something difficult in your life? If you have, then chances are you've had to lean on today's energy that we're discussing in the Infinite Energy Podcast. You might be thinking, hey, that sounds like resilience, and you would be right. That's the topic of today, how to build it, how to use it, how to channel it, and how to grow it for yourself. So stay tuned for the energy of resilience. We're sisters Kay and Shy, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. Hey there, Infinite Energy family, and welcome back to the Infinite Energy Podcast. Today, we are talking about the energy of resilience, and we love this topic because, hey, human life is hard, right? (laughs) Super hard, and modern times are the easiest they've ever been for our species, and yet they're the most complex that they've ever been for us to have to navigate, the most choices, the most trauma, the most challenges, and the most interconnectedness we've ever seen, which means there's a lot of opportunity to use today's energy. This energy of resilience is one that's easy for us to think about and conceptualize, but when we are in the midst of having to utilize the energy of resilience, I mean, that stuff is painful. Resilience is uh, required when we come up against difficult circumstances in our life. So let, let, let's get onto the same page. Let's make sure we get our definition of the day up in here for all of you. Shy, take us away. All right. There are two definitions here. The first, the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. In other words, toughness. Our second definition here, the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. In other words, elasticity. So toughness and elasticity, strength and flexibility. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting down to some actionable things that we can do, right? In order to cultivate and to build resilience. But before we do, let's dive into these definitions. Now, the first one, the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. Now, recently, uh, Shaila and I have discussing, have been discussing a lot about the idea of capacity, right? The Your capacity to withstand something is your resilience. If it's something difficult, that is your resilience. And your capacity is built by you holding on for dear life in the middle of difficult moments. And so when you make it through, not over, not under, not around, but through, that's when you start to find your resilience building in a really real way toward that toughness muscle. Well, what I think is so beautiful too about seeing these two definitions is that we see both of these reflected in nature, right? Some things in nature are absolutely very tough and really imagining the rock with the waves crashing against it, right? Like challenge after challenge, uh, difficulty after difficulty, right? If we're going with our definition here, that rock is tough. And when it breaks, when a wave is so big or a tsunami or something misplaces it, then it's it has been broken and that it's no longer having to withstand that resilience in that way. In the other realm, we see that nature displays resilience through flexibility, adaptability. Look at the willows, right? The 
the trees and the um, flora that are able to bend the most are the ones that grow and stay the best because they can move with the wind and not break because they're so rigid. What's beautiful about us humans is that we get the ability to choose between going through both. What an advantage. Right. And we can choose it in ways that aren't necessarily as painful as if it were to happen to us by happenstance, right? Because life is a way trickier teacher than your intentions are because you get to decide what your intentions are when you move forward. Now, what do we mean by all of this? Our mentor, Paul Martinelli, likes to say that if you don't follow the feathers of life, life will hit you upside the head with a two by four. And so sometimes it's about making sure that you are living inside that flow intentionally, creating circumstances for yourself that allow you to build resilience. Now, this is hard because you don't want to put pain on you, right? You love you. At least I hope you do. And if you don't love you, then I love you. And now you know it and you can love it you as well. So let's all be on the same page together that when we get intentional about choosing pain, that's when we start to build this resilience in a way that maybe doesn't feel quite so much like a two by four to the head. Anybody who's got a positive, successful achievement or habit in their lives knows this already, right? If you have a successful relationship uh, and you know that there have been times of pain and struggle that you've had to go through, if you get up and work out more days of the week than not, then you know that every day you're literally putting your body through physical pain so that you can build the resilience, so that that you can be stronger so that you can achieve what it is that you want. And so this pain being part of the equation, you already know that in lots of different areas of your life because you've been successful in them so far, right? You had to stub your toe a couple of times. We had to burn ourselves a couple of times. This is displayed in so many different ways in our lives, which means that building resilience isn't something that we should shy away from. And pain isn't necessarily something that we should shy away from either. And it's something that you and I have taken some time to get on the same page with. We, We have, you know, for a long time, Shyla was a, a very dedicated exercise woman. I mean, you were on that treadmill three to six miles for years and years and years. And I wasn't, I would, I kind of had to come along and, and it probably took me three to five years of watching Shyla on the sidelines being like, man, you know what? I think that's something that I want before jumping in and saying, okay, I want to choose that, that pain as well intentionally so that I don't have to have the pains that I was experiencing at the time, which were things like the embarrassment of walking up a flight of stairs and being totally winded or feeling uncomfortable in clothes and in my body, uh, or, or maybe feeling like I couldn't be as active with my children as I wanted wanted to be. And so these things helped me to build that resilience muscle intentionally because it turns out that the following the feather every morning of getting onto the Peloton hurts a lot less than the two by four of a hurt back because your weight is unevenly distributed because of an unhealthy eating habit or lifestyle. Now you probably know intrinsically that resilience is important, but let us just tell you some of the areas of your life that resilience can help you improve. It helps you overcome adversity, maintain your psychological well-being, build confidence, adapt to change, foster positive relationships, and facilitate personal growth and success. I feel like that's one of those, uh, right, if, if you get resilience, you may experience things including a positive adversity, <laughs> building confidence, mental well-being, psychological relationships. Yeah. Exactly, right? And those are all things that I think I would like to experience the side effects of, which means that resilience is something that we should seek and foster. You know, I want to center down 
down on the psychological well-being bit here because resilience inside psychological well-being, I think is really like this is where I believe the juice of resilience lies. Now, of course, your adaptability and your flexibility, the way that you're able to cultivate positive relationships with others and to maintain those things, all of these uh, kind of crux a little bit on your psychological well-being. So when you cultivate resilience at its core inside your own mind, we find ourselves able to get out in life and try the hard things. And what do we know about doing hard things is that it builds our confidence. So we do hard things, we build our confidence, we get better so we can do more hard things and build more confidence and get better. And I think Y'all know where there's where that's going, <laughs> right? And here's what research says, that resilient individuals are more likely to experience lower levels of anxiety, depression, and emotional distress, leading to greater overall well-being. So developing resilience is something that all of us know that we want to do. And yet when we come across those adversities, those challenges, those bends along the road, those can be the times where we're most tempted to quit, right? We Understanding the value of resilience is easy when you're in the big old comfy chair talking about it conceptually right like when we're then we're in the face of the challenge and all of those demons come up and all of those places that you could have done better and all of those criticisms and all of those odds stacked against you start to overwhelm you and lots of us go into fight flight or freeze and we try and get ourselves out of that situation when this is our opportunity to build that resilience so know that it's on and when you're on the line like that that's when resilience has to come up you know you're saying fight flight or freeze and what i wanted to say was don't do any of that just lean in right like don't don't run away or or stay away from it lean in sometimes when you have opportunities to build resilience it's difficult to overcome the mental chatter that might be going along with the pain that you are experiencing but we've had plenty of times where shy we've had to just hold on now if you've been here with us in the infinite energy podcast you know we talk about the crazy captain on the mast of the ship right imagine a, a ship in a storm and it's being flailed about and the captain he looks up and he shakes his fist in the air and he goes is that all you got god right this crazy captain is he's building resilience he is out there building his capacity to handle pain if he makes it through that storm ode to resilience builder (laughs) that's the name of the ship resilience Resilience, which is what it should be right and the more something that we also anchored on that's ironically uh also a sailing term during covid was that seasoned sailors were never made in smooth seas and so we think about that's that getting in the ring getting on the sea getting in the game taking those hits and punches and building up the resilience just like if you you have that gym habit, you know, you're doing better than you did when you started your relationship. Hopefully, if it's a positive one has progressed farther and is better and deeper and more connected and understanding than when it was in the beginning. And those kinds of things are those the reflection of building resilience. And I think that's what we often miss is that by building resilience, what that callus looks like on the outside is the happy life that we envision. It just comes through a path we're not ready to accept. So stay tuned with us after this quick break for more here about the energy of resilience.
Truth Talk. We're back after 31 days off social media. And this time it's been hard. It was way harder. We missed all of you. We missed scrolling. We missed all the highlights, but we're so happy to be back. All along, we have been planning exciting events coming up here. We can't wait to share with you now that we are back. So be here to follow along for all things K and Chai. And we saw so many of you tuning into the Infinite Energy podcast while we were away. And we are so glad that you did. To all of you who do listen to the Infinite Energy podcast, thank you for being a loyal listener. For those of you who haven't tuned in yet, we hope you'll find us on your favorite podcast platform. And we're so glad to be back with all of you here on social media. See you soon and stay tuned. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. right, sisters, I get it. I get it. Resilience is great and I need to be intentional about it, but what can it give me? At the end of the day, this is the Infinite Energy Podcast. This podcast is about gaining energy from all different sources in your life. So how do we gain positive energy from the energy of resilience? Right. And the energy of resilience, what does that look like? And when we know what it looks like, that's when we know we can, in those situations, gain energy from it, use it to our advantage and build our resilience. It looks like mental and emotional strength, right? Being able to weather a criticism, to receive feedback, to have a tough conversation, to be patient about certain things or to be aggressive about others, right? It's that strength to be in the moment, to be involved with life, as Kay was talking about earlier, and to be present so that you aren't fight, flight, or freeze and get yourself out of there. But you can you cultivate that strength so that you can handle more more that comes your way. Look, life is so difficult that no one gets out alive. So the fact that cultivating resilience, it, it, it is a fact that cultivating resilience can help you live a more peaceful experience along the way. Now, one of the things that cultivating resilience can give you, and this might seem like a little bit of a sidestep, but both of us have felt this one at work. This is motivation and determination. Now, resilience fuels motivation and determination in the face of challenges because when you have done hard things in the past, when you face hard things in the present, you start to have a level of confidence that's built off of the reps that you've given over to your resilience in the past. Now, again, you may have put in those reps via the two by four. Shyla and I have had plenty of hits upside the head, or you may have put in those reps on your own intentionally building that resilience. We have also put in a lot of those reps as well. But when you get into the moment where you feel like maybe you don't want to push forward or you're feeling a lack of motivation, resilience and you're building that resilience over time through your experiencing pain can create motivation and determination for you in the moment. 
One of the ways that we love to build resilience is by channeling that mad captain energy, also channeling that protector energy. Sometimes we literally bark. <laughs> yeah, we totally will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like if somebody, yeah. yeah. Like we will, we'll, when we think about what the boundaries are for our values, what our boundaries are for our businesses, what our boundaries are for our kids, for our families, like sometimes we're talking about issues and we're talking about someone or something or a challenge getting too close. And for us, we want to move into that feeling of protector energy because it gets us out of fight, flight, or freeze and gets us into how do I solve this problem? How do I approach it in a way that allows me to create a win-win for everybody, right? So having strategies that get you out of that lizard brain, that fight, flight, or freeze, it allows you to stay present in that moment so that you can build the resilience. Okay, now one strategy for y'all that Shyla and I like to use, it's actually a one-liner and we think that you'll like it as well. It's, it's a line that we like to say that gives us the energy to face a challenge head on, to face that challenge with resilience, with confidence in the resilience that we've built. Now, this line is four simple words and it is move, I'll handle it. Now, these four words, when Shyla and I invoke them in each other or ourselves, we know will bring forward the piece of us that can channel the energy of resilience. Now, recently, Shyla and I were on a meeting. Shyla wasn't feeling great. She was like, I don't, I just don't feel good. I'm not having the best morning is, you know, can, can you, can you lead? Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I was over here feeling great. I was having a great day. My energy was fantastic. And I said to Shyla, oh, don't worry. I've got what we like to call my high energy said, move, I'll handle it. And I, I'll get in there and run this meeting. No problem says you move, I'll step forward and handle this. And this is one of those phrases that we tuck in our back pockets that almost acts as an incantation to bring about the energy of resilience when it's time to face a challenge. I hope what you're understanding as we demonstrate our pocketbook of resilience building tools here is that all of them have something in common. They all have imagery. We know that humans are evoked by and moved by imagery emotion, stories. So anytime you can give yourself something to anchor to, a dog barking, a captain holding on to a mast, a sailor learning how to be seasoned, right? Like we're talking about all of the move, I'll handle it, right? It has a whole motion and a picture that goes with it, right? <laughs> and an acronym, like give yourself those anchors because in those tough moments, that's when you want to reach to a toolbox and have something ready so that you don't fight, flight, or freeze and get out of there. So I love all of these different things as we've been talking about them. I'm like, wow, we really have done a good job of building this little toolbox of imagery and we hope that it doesn't take you as long to learn that lesson and use it in your own toolbox as well. The next thing that resilience can bring you is a little bit more of an open mind and a growth-oriented mindset. Now, as you be resilient in the face of a variety of different things, it turns out that you build more resilience at handling variety, which means that when you encounter things that you don't understand or that make you feel uncomfortable, instead of shutting off, walling up, you have a growth mindset, an opportunity to learn and a more open appeal to life so that you can be more engaged again in that present moment with what's happening right in front of you. Now, if you haven't built resilience in the past or you haven't intentionally faced maybe things that make you feel uncomfortable and you're faced with an instance that makes you feel uncomfortable, oftentimes this will lead to a, a weak, uh, uh, 
board breaking, right? And not being very supportive. Right. When that's why we want to like get, use every chance we get and every tool that we have in order to keep building those muscles to get that optimism and to get that positive mindset. I know optimism, right? Lots of us are just born with a natural bend, either optimistic, pessimistic, realist, right? Some people say, oh, and and the realist is, is sailing on while people are arguing about half glass, half full. Maybe you say, I would say the glass is 50%. I'm an accuratist. <laughs> that is the thing, right? But but whatever you want to call it, being able to allow yourself to see all of the shades of the glass and then land on the one that best serves a narrative that's going to feel to help you feel empowered and out of that fight, flight or free zone is the one that's going to help you. Now, oftentimes we call that mindset the optimistic one, which means you're being able to see what could those possibilities unfold into? What are the good things? If they all lined up, what would they be allowing yourself to just dream and dare for a second of what those things could be it gives your mind that capacity and ability and freedom to explore more solutions that lots of times help you land on that positive scenario you were thinking of in the first place. In fact, our mentor, Joseph McClendon III, often talks about how optimism is really there to bring you options. When we stay optimistic to the things that are in front of us, we allow ourselves the ability to see the options that are at play. And then you give yourself kind of the, the variety of life. And as we have heard, variety is the spice of said life. Hey, another imagery to put into the toolbox. Hey, <laughs> another toolbox imagery. You know, one piece of toolbox, Shai, that you and I use quite often that I think is so helpful in regards to resilience is the positive to, or the negative to positive reframe in the idea of what do I like? Or mm. can I find things maybe in the situation that I am grateful for? Right. It's a really good in the moment way to steer your thinking in a more optimistic direction. And so is uh, being able to be more curious over critical. Another key way to rephrase yourself if you're looking to build your optimism and your resilience, when you find yourself in that moment of being critical or judgmental to yourself, to your family, to your business, to your community, to your partners, to your friends, allow ask yourself, what can I be curious about in this moment? Tony Robbins has some great stories about how he managed to help himself reframe from criticism into curiosity. But needless to say, he would use the word fascinating, even when he was really seething about things in order to help him cultivate that feeling of curiosity. So no matter what challenge someone would bring forward, he would say, even while restraining himself to the very most he could, fascinating. That's fascinating. <laughs> oh, that's a fascinating topic. You know, what's a, a reframe Shyla and I have been using recently to help with resilience in the face of stress is that we have been saying that the feeling of stress is actually the feeling of being alive, right? Like when you feel stressed out, you're like, you know what, man, this is proof. This is proof right here. This is cortisol running through a biological system that is, that is souping through me right now. And I am experiencing it, which means that it is proof that you are alive. And so maybe the reframe of stress into the feeling of being alive could be a helpful thing for you. But we hope that these tools and these tricks and these tiny tips are things that you can just put into your pocket that you can pull out in those moments of difficulty to hopefully help you find more optimism, more options, and ultimately more resilience. Now, next up, we're going to go into a few stories about some folks who have faced resilience. We'll tell a few of our own and then we'll get you on out of here.
one of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years, and now you can have a squeeze in in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the squeeze in is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about squeeze in franchising at squeezein.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know, history is full of amazing examples of humans' ability to be tremendously resilient, especially in the face of massive odds. Now, I would just shout out to the nameless masses of our ancestors who have experienced incredible hardships to get to our species, get our species to a place where it is today. So just shout out to all the nameless ancestors out there. But for some of the more notable folks through history that we celebrate for their resilience, resilience. Uh, one of the f- names that comes to the top of the list, and certainly is the one that we want to start with here, is Helen Keller and her amazing story. As, as I'm sure you know, she was born deaf and blind, but with the help of a, a, an amazing teacher, Ann Sullivan, she learned to communicate and became an advocate and, and a celebrated author, um, a renowned kind of, a, a not speaker, right, but thought leader in her time and has made an impact that has been lasting for generations because of her resilience. Now, Helen Keller, her resilience is so remarkable because she was deaf and blind, which made her unable to speak. And at a time uh, back in the early 1900s, when there weren't a lot of resources available for people with these sorts of disabilities, Helen Keller was able to learn how to speak. Now, this is a big deal. If you can't see anything and you can't hear anybody, you can't emulate it. And she taught herself to speak and gave speeches. You can look them up on YouTube. They're very, very empowering. But imagine the amount of times that Helen Keller had to show up to the Braille book or show up to the lesson or show up to a speech, literally not even knowing if the words coming out of her mouth match all of the words and the sounds that are coming out of the mouths of the people around her. But she continued to show up to that every day. And ultimately, she succeeded. It's a beautiful, beautiful tale of resilience. I think it's probably one of those ones, if you're like me, that it's one of the first stories you remember learning as a kid and really like imagining what a world would be like without being able to see or hear and without modern. I mean, even in modern times, it would it's difficult to face those kinds of eyes. But to have that be several hundred years ago uh, is just it's something that's so remarkable. So uh, celebrated. And I know as a childhood memory, kind of one of those first markers of like, wow, it made you understand where you were contextually in terms of challenges. Truthfully. Next up, let's take a look at Malala Yousafzai. Now, if you haven't heard her story, Malala is a Pakistani activist and Nobel laureate who fought for girls education, particularly in regions where it was suppressed by the Taliban. Now, 
Now, at age 15, she survived an assassination attempt, and despite the attack, she continued her advocacy work. Malala's resilience and determination in the face of grave danger has inspired millions worldwide, and she became a symbol of both resilience and courage. I love that we have this modern-day powerhouse example of resilience. Malala is a celebrated, uh, you know, my son had to read her book this year for seventh grade, and seeing her story get just shared and celebrated among the children today is something that I love seeing. I also loved reading this next one, Kay, as we were getting ready. This is not one I've heard before. So see if you've heard this story of Luis Zamperini, an Olympic runner who survived a plane crash during World War II, spending 47 days adrift at sea before being captured by the Japanese and enduring years of brutal imprisonment. Despite the immense physical and emotional hardship he faced, Zamperini never lost hope and eventually found forgiveness for his captors found forgiveness for his captors. Wow. Talk about a capacity for resilience, right? Facing so much pain and and his pain was at the hand of of aggressors. And so that's different, right? That's not self-pain. That's somebody with a two by four, not life. (laughs) That's somebody else with a two by four hurting you over and over again. And to to face that resilience and come out on the other side with such love and forgiveness just goes to show the capacity. And that's exactly what demonstrating and showing these stories is about, is to give inspiration for the capacity that you too have inside of you to handle things. Now, you may not be getting shot in the face for women's rights. You may not be getting captured for decades and tortured by Japanese, although that might happen to you. I hope not. I, I genuinely hope these things don't happen to you. But it, but maybe it gives you an idea that when you're wrestling with yourself in the moment of, do I write the email that I know will make a difference in my business? Or do I stay here sitting on the couch and watching TV? That maybe you can pull on the resilience capacity of others to build your own. Another example that I love here that we have isn't just a person, it's a whole town. New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, what an incredible story of a community-wide tragedy and resilience of people of hope coming through that. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina devastated the city of New Orleans, causing widespread destruction and displacement. The residents of New Orleans display remarkable resilience in the aftermath, coming together to rebuild their communities. They showed determination, creativity, and a sense of community spirit to recover and restore the city. Now, I this happened right 2005. I was like 19. I just turning 20 uh, as this happened. And I remember watching over the next few months the amazing story of not just New Orleans rebuilding, but the country rallying around New Orleans rebuilding and knowing that their DNA and their spirit is so deep was truly inspirational. It was it's been interesting to see the beautiful outpouring through that community. Even still to this day, there is devastation from Hurricane Katrina and the community continues to raise money to clean up, to build more homes, to come together and to wrap around one another. And they're very proud of it. It's beautiful to hear tales of individuals from the community that had to go through this harrowing time. Now, this is a community of people who have built resilience as a group of people, but they've also built resilience individually by going through all of this. Now, raise your hand if you feel like you built resilience going through COVID. 
right? We all came out a little stronger, a little wiser, uh, maybe a little sadder, right? It's it's like our, our light is more refined now, but it is a little dimmer. You know, you, the, the rock gets smoother the more waves crash on it. It's just part of how the resilience game goes when you face challenges day after day after day. Now, to just give a quick recap of some of the things that we've discussed that can help you in building resilience. Now, we've given you all kinds of language hacks, grab bag toolboxes, but we want to remind you that the optimism mindset can really help to increase your options. But all of this doesn't work unless you go all out on embracing challenges. Right. And embracing challenges means being positive in the in the not running away and in the face of it, being there and all of those things. One of the things that we think is really helpful in terms of um, resilience that we've brushed on but haven't really talked about yet is this idea of being able to be open to critical feedback and people who have something constructive to say to you or, or like if you've been ever had a professor or a teacher that's really hard on you, right? You've learned that you can get more resilient through that. You can get a better product. You get, you have a mentor or a boss that's really hard on you and you get better through that, even though that pressure is, is really tough. And so some of the most accomplished folks that Kay and I have ever met all say that they welcome and seek feedback. And so if success leaves clues, this is a pretty big clue that the, if we want to walk that same path of success, we eventually will start to crave feedback, which means we should start to practice that now. You know, I was recently kind of giggling to myself, Shyla, thinking about how I, I definitely have gotten to a point in my growth now and I feel very grateful, have done a lot of hard inner work, have built a lot of resilience one challenge at a time. But there was a time early on in my particular professional career where uh, feedback was not easy for me to take. It was very difficult. In fact, I would act very emotionally about it and and would get my feelings hurt fairly easily. And I was laughing about this encounter because uh, I was thinking to myself as I was in the shower, man, I haven't received very much feedback lately. I feel like I could get a little bit more hand slapping. And, and, and you did appropriately a couple days later. And so it was great. It was exactly what I needed. But but I there I was finding myself craving somebody to tell me how I could just make some tiny corrections to make things better. And, and reflecting and laughing on the K from five to seven years ago wouldn't have been welcoming this. So you get to a point where the challenges become something that you're excited about because you know that on the other end, you get resilience and a more optimistic and more option-filled life. We hope that on the other end of this podcast that you've learned a thing or two about resilience and you've considered it for yourself its role in your life. If you've liked this episode and you have not yet subscribed, please do leave a review for us. Help us share the Infinite Energy podcast near and wide and far with those that you love. And speaking of love, know that this comes at you with so much of it from your sisters, Kay and Shai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.